0: This episode of the Good Ship Brothership is brought to you by heating vents in your house Put elves in them Let them live in peace and let them multiply as well Feed them pitas Stuff with gravy Head on over to www.elvesinmyvents.gov today To get 75% off 75% of the elves in your vents (laughs) And now on with the show Okay, well, we're we're doing something really different right now than what we've done before on this show. Jason and I were talking and discussing ideas yesterday. for yesterday, which is like today's what the second of September. We were discussing just ideas for upcoming shows and that sort of thing, and it's been it's difficult for us um, with the busy lives that we both lead uh, to find the time to continually find new albums, new films, new books, new games to, to review for the show. So, we, we thought, you know, why don't we do some, some, some different stuff? Some stuff that doesn't require us to go out and be hunting for all this new content to be reviewing um, and consuming. So, we came up with kind of a little list of ideas. I'm not going to read them all out because, okay, that's not even the list.
1: And to be clear, we're still going to maintain our old show format, but yeah. we might do it—we might do it every other episode for now, and then the off episodes will be topics like what we're going to discuss today.
0: Yeah, just just to kind of give ourselves a little breather. These require slightly less prep for us, still some prep, um, but it's just we're also very excited for these topics, and we want to do stuff that excites us, and uh, and so we figured we would do some of this, some of these, uh, some of these topics ranging from. Like our favorite Western movies, we both kind of have an affinity, mm-hmm. I think, for Western movies. Video games that took um, over our lives. Uh, we're gonna do kind of talk about the rise of superhero movies and nerd culture, uh, as requested by our good dude Caleb. Showed out to Caleb. Um, we're gonna talk about the Lord of the Rings movies and the and the books as well, and just the impact those had on us and our thoughts on them. And Quentin Tarantino, the films of Tarantino. A bunch of stuff like that, uh, and uh, today though we're going to do um, something that we are so excited about that we literally just couldn't couldn't even consider waiting like a week to record the episode or even a couple days. And we thought we have to record this ASAP. tomorrow as soon as possible. And this is about something that's very near and dear to our child childhoods or childhood, I guess, kind of collectively. And something that I think a lot of kids, like roughly our age, at my age especially, if you're in your early Before 20s. You say
1: this, should we get into the theme music?
0: Yeah, um, yeah, I guess. Well, this is kind of weird, like, because we don't really have anything to catch up on. I've been doing a lot of typewritery stuff. Yeah. After the, After this, I'm going to go clean out Abigail's typewriter. Um, I'm still working on that walking melee
1: platinum. You yeah. saw me just slamming my head against the wall for like an hour today. Yeah, you're just doing the sections. exact
0: same like 30 seconds. But over I did over it. Again. I
1: got. I made it through that uh, segment that was really challenging me. So yeah, that's that's the way it goes. And I bet you I'll have the platinum in just another like eight hours. So there is that. I have to play the whole game over again on hard mode. So there is that.
0: But yeah, I'm just you're, messaging, you're... just messaging my girlfriend right now telling her how to get a stain out of her shirt. <laughs>
1: <laughs> just rub it with some soap, put it in cold water, let it soak, etc. Um, so I guess I have a number of different angles for this. The the topic we're talking about today, because it's going to be, it's going to be, are we going to play the, okay, play it. Oh. I'm really excited to do this, but it also doesn't feel right because it's like we recorded an episode like three days ago. No, I, it totally feels right to me. Well, I'm very excited, like don't get me wrong. And also it's daylight, it's uh it's six twenty-five PM right now. And usually I feel like we don't start recording till at the very earliest, like nine, nine thirty, and often much later than that. Should I bring up the first box? I might as well. I guess so
0: oh my gosh oh wow oh
1: so I don't think I can put pictures on the podcast website we can do a facebook album
0: no stop you're listening to the Good Ship Brothership, the only Arts podcast that covers film, music, gaming, literature, and today, trading collectible card trading games. card games. Oh, yeah. Uh, so this was, this was like, I mean, a huge part of our upbringing, and not just card games either, like just games, really. Yeah, physical uh, games, we're talking about. Video games, too, but that's the last video games, of what we're talking about. Video games we enjoyed, but our parents restricted our access to video games. Uh, we were only allowed to play for a certain amount every week, and so... I. I don't think that that's why we turned to trading it's card part games, of it, but that might have been part of it. Uh, there are a lot of different elements I think that appeal to me as a kid mm-hmm. that we'll we'll get into. But we're just g- kind of gonna you know take you guys by the hand. I know some of our listeners are like slightly younger than than e- like us. Yeah, kids my age, and I think well, kids, jeez, people my age, <laughs> early twenties, mid twenties. We grew up in the golden age for trading card games. Yu-Gi-Oh! and Pokemon. Um, Duel Masters, I guess. To, it was a little more, you know, Magic the Gathering. Which it, it kind of still has a cult. Oh, absolutely. Following that That all the other card games kind of failed to retain. Magic the Gathering still kind of like... People actually play it. I know nothing about Magic: The Gathering.
1: Yeah. So due to this this kind of strict nature of our upbringing and the fact that we've always been cultural rebels, (laughs) we didn't. Especially, we'll talk about a little bit later when we got into like Yu Gi Oh, but ninety nine percent of our uh, playing and collecting card games was not things that were that popular.
0: Yeah. Because our our parents, being you know, raised us in a in a very Christian home, and uh, they just had this kind of like inherent suspicion. Of a lot of this, like, Yu-Gi-Oh! and and Pokemon, and a lot of it, I think, was just um, uh, fear of that sort of thing, and, like, uh, you know, anime. They they had this, like, weird... uh, Mom had this weird aversion to anything where their hair was spiky and weird colors. Maybe shouted too much. Yeah, it's just... I don't know. I don't really know why... (laughs) or whatever, but, you know, we were never allowed to have Pokemon cards when we were little kids, and we were certainly not allowed to have Yu-Gi-Oh cards, because some of the creatures on the cards look very devilish and and sinister, or whatever. So, early on, before we were allowed to have any cards, any card games whatsoever, we would would make our own. And, I remember, like, we would go to the dollar store, and buy up... Sheets of card Sheets of card stock and I would take them to our buddy Ryan's house and I was I remember I was always very methodical. I would take like an existing like a hockey card normally because it's, you know, the the size that I want and I would trace it very, you know, very carefully with a pencil and cut on those lines very carefully because I wanted them yeah, I wanted them all to be very uniform and Ryan as we'll see here, had slightly had slightly <laughs> different standards. Jeez, and, Grant's uh, holding up two cards that are w- really wildly different really, sizes. Yeah, mine, like, look at how neat that is. Like, yeah. I, I really, like, I worked hard on these. Ryan's and, edges are not straight. And Ryan, straight. Ryan would use printer paper, which I frowned upon. And, like, this guy's just on just on lined office paper. There's a, With a there's hole, a hole for him. the yeah. binder right in there. So uh, Ryan had, like, Yu-Gi-Oh!, cards and all and pokemon cards growing up and you know they were the devil's work in my uh in my life so i was definitely not allowed to have them and so he and i i remember sitting down around uh his his coffee table in his living room and and just deciding that we were just you know as whatever i want i want trading card games so bad and i think i think part of it was the cartoon the cartoon just seemed they always seemed really like cool to me i don't yeah like big these big creative it's a cultural thing wild looking wild looking monsters and that always like appealed to me because i love drawing ever since i was really little and i like i like the idea of like the game of it the game Mm -hmm. just seemed cool i like the battling and that sort of thing It's very tense and uh just the creativity of it and the collecting aspect trading them collecting them, gathering them. You got to hunt to find the guys that you really want. And not everybody just has the same deck of the same characters like a deck of playing cards or whatever. You customize it and modify it to suit your playing it's style. It's an individual thing. It's uh, and I still That's still I love that, yeah. you know. And we see that reflected in like video games now where you can customize like your character loadout or or whatever. But this uh, I'll, I'll show this to you and maybe you can take a, I'll picture, take a picture of this. Picture of everything this like, this was one of the first two cards that We made this is the first card that Ryan made, and you can see what's it called? Energy creep? I don't know. Power creep? No. When cards get
1: oh games get yeah power creep in uh, power creep in games, and this is anything from card games, video games, whatever, is when as new expansion packs and new cards and items are released, the the numeric values that indicate like power increase over time, so that the old cards become unusable. So basically. If say 10 attack Used to be a lot of attack Then 3 expansions later everybody has 20 attack And then 3 expansions later they have 50 And it's this exponential
0: thing It's something they kind of have to do to to, I don't know keep people playing Or keep people collecting I'm not quite sure Let's see that. What the philosophy behind it But this uh, <laughs> This is a character called Dragon Tomb Tomb is spelled T-O-O-M <laughs> Um And uh, this was the first card that Ryan made, and I think I think you can
1: see. It looks like the four stars are the original ones.
0: The pencil, the pencil ones. So there are four stars drawn on this in pencil. We're going to upload an album of these pictures to Facebook, Facebook like that, uh, because they're super funny. And uh, so we had stars and dots. And the stars were, like, a certain amount of power, and the dots were another certain amount of power. And I don't know if... The, one was know. attack, and one was defense, I, I think. think. it was something like that. The stars were attack, and the, the dots were defense. But over time, and there's an R that he's drawn on this to indicate it's rare, despite yeah. the fact that all the there's cards only were... one of each card. one of a kind. But hey, you know... What? But we, we were just, you know, you don't think about that. Um, and I hated the idea of having more than one of the same. I yeah. don't know why I hated that when I was a kid. But uh, you can see he's drawn like there the whole card at least is two or stars. three times he's gone back to the card and added more. Yeah, stars it looks to it. like maybe one, two, three, like probably four times he's added more power to it to keep mm-hmm. it to keep it as Relevant. his most powerful card. Right, because he just wanted it to be his most powerful card so badly, and I was probably making like ridiculous cards because I would I would draw my characters and if I really liked the drawing I would make it like super stupid powerful. Yeah. I- cuz then we have we have really original
1: cool. sparker over here also by Ryan only one star and a whole bunch of dots but i mean you know that that's not going to be competitive and of course uh it's a very irregular shape as well
0: and then and then we have like a like a monster trap I'll here which is, of these. what am i what, the the ones in this little case here i think <laughs> oh no wait no these these are the, cuz these are some <laughs> monster
1: trap and I'm this is gonna be a bad podcast if you guys aren't looking at pictures. You can just listen to this, Well no, us well just certain so, parts of it will be. So Monster Trap is this card that Grant made, this uh Alimon card, which is what the the card game was called Alimon. No, not this was This wasn't, was Monstermon.
0: No it wasn't. I can't remember what this one was called. I don't even think that we had a name. Aliemon came shortly thereafter. Yeah. We'll we'll um, move on to
1: But to the other ones we got to a point where we would have uh i guess we would initial which ones we had but this one has a ga i think initially and then that's scratched out and there's a ja yeah I well guess that was, that was mine. like who
0: no that would be whoever, whoever who owned, owned, owned it? it yeah
1: and then the ja is scratched out and the ga is written so clearly yeah. this one kind of went around the block yeah it. that one that i want to find uh
0: so <laughs> just let's just take a picture <laughs> pictures of because some of these are so funny like like a fighting bomb spelled F I T I N G. He got a uh, bomb right though. Yeah, he did. Give me
1: like a few here, and I'll do a collection. I don't
0: know where. Like, I had a whole bunch of them that I that I drew. Dark Dino it. MVB is that most valuable beast? I think it is. I think so. I don't know if there it's are probably, more in here somewhere but... Like there, ha- there's definitely more of of these early, early ones. And um, we were drawing these probably when we were ten, or, or no, younger or than that. So I, I don't know though. I. I don't know. It's kind of hard to say. Give me one more here to complete the uh, To complete the Mr. Satins. Okay. And that's... that's a great... That's a great... These are Mr. all... Mr. Satins. Are, these are... Yeah. <laughs> these are all Ryans. You can see how, how terrible he was yeah. at cutting out we'll cards. Well, um, But Steel Ball is a rare fighting bomb. And uh, <laughs> Mr. Satins are not. But, <laughs> but I just remember, like, we had so much fun making these. And yeah. we would... We would have like a sleepover or whatever, we'd get up in the morning and uh just we just have like we just cut up entire sheets of cardstock, big sheets of cardstock, and uh we just we just sit together and just draw these and we we drew and made the cards way more than we actually played the game. Yes. 'Cause the the point was just and that was early on, I think, for me being a creative person and uh and being, ins- being very inspired by something that existed, you know, that I couldn't have or I didn't have access to, which was, you know, legit store-bought trading card games. Oh, and f- holy cow, <laughs> Jason.
1: Did you? I just you... want to throw out there that uh, there's going to be a lot of shuffling noises like you just heard. because yeah, There's going to be a ton. There's a bunch of bins and binders and stuff on the floor, so I'm going we're, down we're, there. We're very flooded in here. To try and but, get...
0: But early on in just my... Okay, d- leave those off the table for I not, thought dude. that that was maybe had some more. No, 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 no. I'm going to go look outside for a second. It's Did just that box. Did you empty it completely? No, but
1: where are the Power Warriors?
0: <laughs> what
1: well, do you mean? We had the Power Warriors yesterday.
0: Which which guys? I don't oh, know what you right mean. About, oh, yeah, right <laughs> I just didn't want to spoil that. No, anymore. no, no, no. Okay. Okay. Um, but just see if you can find some of the really old ones. I don't know if they're in that little, like, pouch. We mm-hmm. have so many different... These are just, just uh, Yu-Gi-Oh games. cards. We, because this is part of it. We were so into so many different games, and it like it really didn't matter. Uh, like the, we just had no loyalty. We had no brand loyalty, really, because it they wasn't were our brands. It wasn't about um, playing the games. It was it was just about the creativity of the the cards, the creatures. Um, I, we love playing the game, and we'll get on onto what was our favorite and most enduring <laughs> shortly. <laughs> you find something good? Oh yeah. Well, that that was that was tongue. That was on purpose. Was it? Okay. Yeah, big time. Th- those um, are those are late era cards. Those unlike uh, those don't have much nostalgia for here, me.
1: Like a beanie.
0: No, those those are all pretty late too. Like you can there see is. my my coloring and drawing got a lot better. But um. But yeah, it just and and. Uh, I think at the time I was probably pretty resentful that uh, that we weren't allowed to have. Oh, absolutely. Uh, Yu Gi Oh or, or Pokemon. But looking back, it was such an important thing for me to realize that if I wanted something, that I could just make it. And like we made hundreds of these cards, mm-hmm. and we have a lot of them here. But I'm positive, like these these old ones here, that I must have more somewhere absolutely. that I can't find right now. But. Yeah, so we, we drew those and then a couple of years later we moved into like a different iteration, a different game called Alien Mon, Alien Monsters. We didn't know what and, monsters were uh, at the
1: time, remember? We had a game that was Monster Mon for a while and then we, we had to change uh, no, it. I don't think that we really that, that didn't really last too long. That was but that was exactly what But exactly we ended was we exactly. ended up changing it because we found out that it was Monster, Monster Yeah, So
0: but we uh these guys were a little bit different and our our drawing skills had evolved let me try and find some of the good ones here that get a bunch of the power warriors together and i'll take a picture of those no the there's only one that matters and it's so, no there are two. <laughs> oh, i guess um, so <laughs> so basically
1: the, the fundamental difference is we move from the stars and the dot system of attack and defense to now an, an a value and an l value and that's lives and attack, attack yes yeah. perfect get as many of those as you can please oh really yeah um and those are lives and attack, and it's, I mean, not really a complex game. I think every turn you could play one card, and then the attack va- with the attack value, you could take that number off of the opponent's uh, life value. And I think you just try and wear down... Uh, <laughs> some of these cards are funny. Yep. You could so, just kind of wear down your opponent's deck, basically. And we started... Here's where we started later on, especially, to get into <laughs> some more, like, ability cards. Like, and and we- like effect cards that weren't just... Uh, warriors
0: but uh... we were big into the like idea of like the uh different series of monsters and you combine them it was it was super funny actually because we had all these um different uh uh uh, series of monsters with like this hidden ability. If you combined them all together, and it yeah. was kind of like just this. It like, was kind of like uh, agreement. Yeah, just like oh yeah, if you get all these guys together, they form one super powerful monster. But you, we don't have a card for that because you know, I don't want to draw it. And and I, it was just like it was. It wasn't really. Something that you'd pull out of your back pocket if you were losing a match, but it was kind, kind of, of like yeah. that because you were always hoping that the other guy would forget that if you combined all these guys, there's some esoteric, unwritten, like super like yeah, super event that would occur. You're dead, dude. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. They're way too powerful now. But
1: these cards we have here from Aileymon, um also drawn by our friend Ryan Bean, and you'll hear quite a bit of him, especially in the early days, because yeah. it was really Grant and I and Ryan who made these cards, yeah. and a little bit our friend Zach later on towards the end. But uh, Ryan had a series of Power Warriors that I'm assuming were based off the Power Rangers. I, no, I, don't, I don't think they were. But I think they're, you just... they're color-coded Power Warriors, so we have the red Power Warrior, the blue Power Warrior, a green Power Warrior. But then most concerningly, we have both a black Power Warrior and a white Power Warrior. I'm not sure how those two got <laughs> along, but... <laughs> So little did we know that we were making severe racial commentary. Yeah, we were at such an early age. Oh, white power warrior? Are you kidding me? Yeah, that's a little. That's something um. that
0: no car, no real card game had that.
1: <laughs> also, this uh, ailmon is his name is A S H A T, and at the time it was pronounced Ashat, which is not good. <laughs> the alternate pronunciation, I guess, would be Ashat, which is also we just, not, we which no is also idea. less than ideal. And we were like, yeah. Ashat, at he had no funny. idea. Also, so, there's, <laughs>
0: some, there's some of probably the nicer ones that I yeah, drew. You can kind of nice like too. see that my... I think I drew Ashat, did I? Yeah, you did. But my my artistic skills were kind of coming along nicely. And and oh. uh, yeah, it's... And there's still really... Like there's no boxes at the bottom for like effects. See,
1: that's Dark Rachu. This is towards the end. Yeah. This Dark no, Rachu he wasn't. He was kind of in the middle, but... But he has roll die. Number displayed is Dark Rachu's damage number. So like why does he have an attack number then?
0: I don't know, his and you a, can see, his attack is thirteen, so like how you can roll a six sided die yeah, and I do less know. damage. So you can see too works.
1: here in this picture of the rats and the ratchus, and we'll have all these on Facebook of yeah. course. Um, the the power creep we talked about because these two Center rats, which are earlier cards, have L six and A two and L six or L L six and A four and L four and A two. That's their power numbers. Then you get this guy L eleven A thirteen. Yeah. So he could basically just wipe both these guys in one shot. That's hardcore. They
0: were they were not really balanced. No. Here there's a really overpowered guy. I forgot about him.
1: Oh, Sarspike, yeah. 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 And we just
0: uh-huh. we had yeah, we had so much fun with uh with just making these and making stupid rules up and uh yeah, these guys.
1: Oh, and El There are a whole bunch of those.
0: Yeah, there're quite a few. Oh. <laughs> I love my just my spelling. <laughs> Alien. We'll get all the. Uh, so me, here, you want one more? Uh, uh, no, oh, sorry. Okay, sorry.
1: Um, so yeah, this was really important for our formative years, like Grant said, because it was like we could make anything. Our our claim to fame, back in the day, um, back in the day, back in the day that we still talk about was that, um, in Lego, there's something that probably most of you guys or a lot of you guys know about called flick fire missiles, where there are these little. It's just like a missile in a little round hole on like a, a lego thing like and you can flick it and it fires yeah. like on a starship it, yeah. or whatever but grant and i had those on our lego things with, like you no know, we did that with connects with connects that's right years before lego did it because we weren't allowed to have bionicles so we just basically just, we just, just built our own bionicles basically just for a
0: little like background for people who are listening who have no freaking idea what connects are yeah that's they're, true um, they're <laughs> They're kind of like um, they're sweet. I like them. They're kind of cool. I don't know. I have no idea if they're still like a toy that kids will I'll get but, it while you're talking. But they kind of. You. It was a system of like you know those those wooden discs with like the colored straws that you poke into them and you can kind of build structures out of them. They were kind of like an updated version of that with these plastic kind of daisy wheels and you would snap these stems into them and you could build big you know like roller coasters or whatever. We were never into that or like if you would get. I remember nothing could be more disappointing than getting a Lego set that didn't involve something like a battleship or a starship or like you didn't get little weapons with the Lego men that you could fight with because that's really all I wanted to do was just create epic Mm -hmm. battles and, our uh, parents got so mad at us because we'd never keep Lego sets together. I know we would we'd just, just assemble, assemble like spaceships with big cannons mm-hmm. on them, and the cannons are supposed to be like the signpost outside the general store. And but towards the end, I did get better at that. But I did not, I did not care about anything that wasn't military. I want to go play with my Lego. Um, But yeah, so so the, early on, we made a lot of card games, and we kept making card games of our own like throughout, throughout our. Uh, our childhood and adolescence. And some of these guys here Ten are pretty years. recent. This is only probably a few years yeah, well, ago. Yeah, like I still, we were just messing around for yeah, fun. Yeah, I just enjoyed the 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 act of being creative like that and mm-hmm. and making. I would still do it. Making uh, just games with fun rules, or or you just see like a random television show, a random cartoon, and you'd be inspired to go and and make. Mm-hmm. Something kind of like that, but something different. Cause make it your own. Yeah, you, and you, that was kind of the uh, the beauty of it, and kind of the joy I think of of creating these early card games and doing these drawings is that you could really make whatever you wanted, and you mm-hmm. could have whatever weird rules your heart desired, and nobody could tell you no, and you could have a, as full of a collection as you wanted, and
1: Do you start have to, have to pack these up,
0: and kind of as you went, yeah. Um. Um. What are these? I can't, like, some of some of these games were so short-lived.
1: Like this, some of them we literally probably only played a couple times.
0: Yeah. Th- like this. This one was kind of fun. You kind of laid your cards, your cards out. Um, and each each of the creatures had its own dice that was affiliated with it. That was kind of similar colors to the card and uh, to the creature, rather. Mm-hmm. And then you'd roll the dice, and the symbol displayed. Would determine like how much damage or what kind of attack you would you would perform. So that was kind of just like a different different spin on things. And it, we had like uh, different um, ability cards here. We have one called Frostbite, which does a certain amount of damage, and and does more damage if you're a fire fire type or a plant type, because frost does. All all everybody knows water and ice does a lot of damage on fire. Yeah, uh, but it may also makes sense that it does a lot of damage on plants, I guess.
1: So, and then one more thing I want to very briefly discuss, just because I think these are so freaking cool. Um,
0: Some of these things are kind of cool is, too, We got actually. into
1: making action figures for a little while, and I'll have a picture of these too.
0: Oh yeah, those little. There's dudes. this thing
1: called Fimo.
0: That I don't know if you guys know about. Oh it's, it's like, my goodness, dude! Do you remember? Do you remember discovering Fimo? Uh-huh. And like, let's let's get a whole bunch. of This is of with them in Zach Lazar we discovered. Yeah, Fimo, Fimo uh-huh. is like this this clay that you can mold things out of and and you can you can create anything like little little figures is what we primarily made and you, you bake make it these, in the oven you bake them in the oven and then they're hard they they harden forever they're fantastically hard they're pretty pretty nice like Quite quality durable. yeah they're pretty durable one of these guys is kind of hot glued a lot but and we would i, I have great fond memories of like a saturday morning and we would have these little figures and we'd build like a big arena out of like yeah. cassette tape boxes boxes and books. A big rectangular arena and have different like levels, kind of like, like a city almost. We'd build like a little city yeah. of of cassette tape boxes and books and little boxes that we'd find laying around and all that sort of thing. And we'd set our characters up on different different spots on top of different places. You'd want some sort of advantage. I think we took turns placing them. Mm-hmm. And then... Uh, you would kind of, kind of flick them towards each other. They had kind of like arms that stuck out, and you could kind of flick them, doing that kind of thing towards each other. And there was a number on the bottom of them, and that number was their attack power or their damage. And so we we would play with those, and we had a lot of fun, fun with that. And there was kind of like this little these balls that we would make out of the Fimo. Mm-hmm. Really hard to make a perfectly spherical ball, and then out of out of clay like that but we would make we had these little balls that were kind of affiliated with your characters and and, uh and some of the characters had the ability to kind of like launch it jason's gonna take a picture now again you really do have to check facebook for this one for the photos you just gotta trust us but they would kind of hold the hold the orb and then you could kind of flick it and and the orb would roll out across the across the map and uh And that would deal a certain amount of damage as well. And I just remember having so much fun playing that. Because it really randomized stuff. Yeah. And it wasn't the same as, oh, you made that card too powerful. Now I'm upset. Which did happen sometimes. Like uh, certain cards would be way too powerful that you made and and you kind of know it but you want to win yeah <laughs> like, exactly and, that's uh, the catch of 22 of making your own games is eventually you just get fed up and you're like
1: you know what i'm gonna win this yeah time.
0: and and all literally all you have to do is write like a super stupid powerful card and then you just win the game by default because you're kind of but then your friends insane. get mad and
1: you lose friendship
0: mm-hmm. and, so, and that's the that's the real you know that's so the real that. loss there but uh yeah, so these away. these I don't really remember. We'll just put those back. Maybe we can close. Just put those on back our, in the, on our own games. The, let's take a couple pictures of these because some of okay. these look kind of cool. Um, uh, and what are those? These those are the one, these are the ones that are oh, affiliated are with those sweet. those wooden dice that we have. Uh-huh. Uh huh. That and would deal the, different. Like my this was a cool game we did this was the most well balanced game we ever made probably yeah and like we actually tried mm-hmm. I think to make it well balanced I'll put the frostbite in there. There was that I board game I should go get the board game that we made. What board? That game? was sweet. Oh, with the uh, with the, the turrets and stuff. That that was that was. I got really mark. I got really inspired by um, a Star Wars. I don't know if it was oh, like a, a board game or more of a role playing game or something, but wow! I, I like I really can't remember how we used to play this game in particular. Yeah, not but really. But so, some of these illustrations on these cards like I was they're cool. like, look at that. I yeah. was working hard on these. Like oh, absolutely. And it cannot be it cannot be uh get one more. It cannot be stated like yeah, we really we put a lot of time into these. This
1: is like maybe our biggest pastime when we were kids. Oh, absolutely. Like, like throughout uh, especially throughout a few years before and we'll we'll get into the biggest meat of the subject is the game that we played the most, that we collected maybe even more so than games we made but but for a long time this was like our thing that we did is like yeah we make
0: card games. Yeah like in our spare time that's really all we did and that's all I thought about. Those are those are really cool. Those yeah. are really nice illustrations some of those. Like and, and and I love drawing. I still like drawing but I don't do it nearly as much as I used to but I just I really like drawing. I've always liked drawing weird like creatures and and people and that sort of thing so yeah that was that was kind of our early years and i hope that people are finding this kind of interesting or kind of funny or whatever if or you're not even, we don't really care if yeah or even and... even if you know people people can kind of relate to that let us know if you if you did anything like this and like looking back at these these cards these later ones especially that we were just talking about are like they're complex like we got symbols up here mm-hmm. which is like this one looks like a bridge or an arch of some sort i have no idea what that means this is, it looks like this probably indicates what kind of, like, uh, um, element it is, like wind or plant or uh, whatever. But, uh, yeah. Let me go but, grab that board game. You can either cut it or you can fill time. Do No, you I'll, I'll fill time. Okay. It's, it's easy enough. Uh, yeah, so th- this board game, if anybody knows what kind well, of what kind of uh, board game this it was a Star Wars board game. Maybe I'll do, like, a quick a quick google cuz this star this star wars board game was super awesome and i played it with a friend like literally once and uh, i was so so overtaken with like how fantastic it was and how cool it was and we had all these little figures of of uh, stormtroopers and that sort of thing but again uh, i don't i don't know if kids if if you out there who are listening would have just begged your parents to buy this star wars board game which probably would have been a lot simpler and I would have had a great time too but uh I was much more of a mind that I was going to make something something completely of my own kind of thing and uh that that it was going to be like way better than Star Wars so I made I made the figures out of popsicle sticks I cut like the big fat super wide popsicle sticks that are kind of like four crafts I guess I would cut the top, the arch top off and then make, uh, make, make little figures with Sharpie drawing on them. And I had this big fold out mat that was, that I drew painstakingly drew a grid on. I can't find it. That's fine. It's covered in like one inch square squares. All over it, and you'd kind of move your guys around, and there were turrets and secret passageways. Like in Risk, you could move from one spot of the board to the other, and it was like a like a military strategy battle type type game that I designed. And I've thought I've thought for a while about like I wonder if I could make it as a games designer because I designed a lot of games as a kid. Like that's that's a pretty solid background. But I mean, again, a lot of them were basic, and a lot of them did borrow heavily from pre-existing uh games and i really can't find what it was Um, based off of what like that star wars board game that i played and it's really bothering me because i know that it was it wasn't just like a star wars game it was like the star wars version of an existing game mm -hmm. you know like it was and it was super it was very cool it was very fun and i think i think that the little figurines were also kind of collectible which and we're going to get into that now collectible collectible card games like trading card games the trading the collecting was 70% of of the game so can i set the stage for the next chapter absolutely
1: please do so i don't know exactly how we initially heard about chaotic cards like the a collectible card game we maybe we saw the tv show maybe our friends heard about them first but we became aware that there was this series of cards called Chaotic coming out that featured these really cool um, creatures of varying varying races, I guess? Varying tribes. That's probably the best way yeah, to look at they, it. Well, they were called
0: tribes, um, I think.
1: Yeah. And each tribe had their own thing. One tribe was kind of lizards. One was more like, not demons, but it's called the underworld. And it's more these evil-looking creatures. One's the overworld... And those are more of the heroic, archetypical hero creatures. Archetypal. Um, And then the final one was Danians, which are like bugs and stuff like that. Mostly like uh, beetles almost. And I remember we really wanted these cards. Not for a really long time, but for a while we wanted the cards. And we couldn't really get them. Our parents were not that sure, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, And so we didn't get them for a while. But then our mom went away as she would do every year she went away for the weekend to go to the women of faith conference
0: that's right i forgot about this
1: yeah so it was a weekend it was like weekend with the boys it was, it was dad and you and me
0: that oh i forgot oh um, dude you just brought me
1: right back and so i remember holy cow i don't know if we knew ahead of time that we were going no, there we or didn't. not i don't think that i think we did. dad surprised us and drove us to j and j's hobbies and collectibles in waterloo which is yeah. still still operating and still yeah. a sweet hobby shop really I, cool I really place like to go it. into um he drove us there, and we each got a starter deck of chaotic cards. And yeah. I got the underworld starter deck, and you got the overworld starter deck. I remember
0: deck. just, like, and quivering with excitement, now, I that, have, you, now that you remind so me of this.
1: We talk sometimes about these super specific memories we have, and this is where I'm going to start to get fired up, because I really like this game. Um, and I, specific- oh, I, I specifically I specifically remember being in the backseat of our uh, 2005 red Super Legacy GT and we had to go do an, an errand after Jane and sit, I'm sitting in the back, leafing through the cards. And I remember trying tree. trying to explain it to Dad, because he thought that all it was was just, like, collectible cards, like trading cards. And I was like, oh, Father, you and your infinite <laughs> foolishness, you cannot possibly understand how much more there is than this. <laughs> this, it's, is... this is a strategical <laughs> game of infinite depth in which I can become the master and pretty much, like, the ultimate... Uh, the ultimate dual master you're like
0: dad dad you don't understand you're in your old man ways yeah. we'll be in the olympics shortly. <laughs> Basically, <laughs>
1: and I remember um then we were just stoked out of our tree and that day or maybe the next day mom got back late at night and we were already in bed actually it was probably like 9pm but we were already in bed um <laughs> And I remember, I remember you pinwheeling
0: across the floor when she came into the room because you, we had chaotic cards.
1: I didn't, I don't remember that, but I remember when she oh, came. I remember, the, I remember when she came into the room. I was like, "Dad, let's get chaotic cards," <laughs> and she was like all surprised. Obviously, they would have talked about it before she left. Looking maybe. back, um, uh, yeah, that's true. Maybe not. You never know. You never know. Um, but this became just a a massive staple in our life, and we're getting to the game itself. But it was, for the first time in our life, we were part of a bigger cultural thing. Every Monday, and this was from when I was four until when I was like, uh, 16, every Monday during the school year, we 16? would meet.
0: Yeah, grade 11. Oh yeah, sorry, I guess so, sorry.
1: Um, we would meet on Mondays at this church, Benton Street Baptist Church, with a group of, like about 60, 70 homeschool families, we were homeschooled, as all of you probably know. Yeah. Um. And there'd be like a little lunchtime, it would be a bunch of different classes, it was like a school simulation, but I'm Yeah, really...
0: just just to you know, give us a taste of what we are missing. Right,
1: exactly. <laughs> but us and about about six of our friends, so about eight of us in total, got hard into chaotic
0: yeah, very... for a
1: couple of years.
0: We we definitely kind of helped to bring it on.
1: Too. We oh we us and the Bowmans uh, led the charge for sure. Um, actually, more than that. So there's probably about ten of us. There's yeah. us, the Tims, Gabbers, Bowmans, maybe Nathaniel Johnson, a few of those guys.
0: Yeah. Um, wow, I forgot about him. And
1: for a couple of years – I shouldn't have used his last name, but it's fine. Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> Find him if you want. Yeah. Um, For a couple of years, every <laughs> bears Monday
0: to an aardvark, a little bit.
1: Well, be nice to him.
0: No, I'm not, like –
1: Derek ran into him recently, a couple, like he? a month ago, yeah. Aardvark's um, a noble animal. Yeah. And apparently – um. All these guys also shared our passion for it, or they liked it because their friends were in on it, and they felt like they were in on something. So for a couple of years, we would check out each other's decks at lunch, and we'd trade cards, and we wouldn't really have Dude, time for games there, but a little I'm bit. I'm telling you. Those were the golden days, for sure.
0: They were, but, like, the trading that mm. went on
1: was serious. And cutthroat, too.
0: And incredibly gutless.
1: You would just... You would... I mean... There are a few of us who were maybe well. Everybody no. Everybody
0: had kind of like their faction. Yeah. That they specialized in.
1: Yours is the lizard guy. So I was Mepetians, which are like lizard guys, and I'll I'll uh, yeah get a picture. We have we because have really we, nice we, binders for this because we take this seriously.
0: We really did. We laid out our binders very specifically with all of our favorites on the front page. Well, do you want me to explain
1: how mine is? Like, speak for yourself. You can. So you can. mine is organized um, by. Race, first of all, or by faction, tribe. So, Mepedian, then Danian, then Underworld, then Overworlder, then Marillians, and we'll get into those later. Then, furthermore, within each tribe... We got real
0: nerdy about this. Just strap yourselves in.
1: Within each tribe, they're sorted by rarity, because there's common, uncommon, rare, super rare, and then ultra rare. And ultra rare was truly ultra rare. And then within each rarity, if I had a bunch of different cards of the same rarity of the same tribe... The first, the closest to the top left Would be the earliest expansions And then it would go into the later expansion So I had a whole system And then after that we'll, we'll get into other cards We're probably going to talk about this for a long time um, And I remember It was also like Dad gave me one of his old business binders we will have a picture of this too And it was my pride and joy because it has a solar power calculator in it That still works by the way And so I could calculate stats within my binder And I remember it was just the envy of All my friends Oh, yeah. So, yeah. As you were saying, it was this really cutthroat trading thing. People tried to screw other people <laughs> over, and they did sometimes. Well, they, yeah, it didn't I mean, ruin any just, friendships, but a few people definitely got a little oh, bit offended. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, probably understandably so. And looking at the value of some of the cards, the very rare cards now on eBay, uh, it's still, you know... It's insane,
0: because you, this this card game... Let's let's just see here, because uh, we kind
1: of have... Yeah, we didn't even say what time in our lives this was. This is 2007. and seven seven ish Yeah. yeah. So, 11, so I would have been like years 8 ago. I would have been like 8 years old, you would have wow, been like so 12 was, years that old. That
0: was one year before we moved here. Mm-hmm. It feels like we we had them at, at the previous house forever.
1: Yeah. So I would have been 8, you would have been 12 and so, we this yeah. went on for a couple years really hardcore. Well probably two. Yeah. S- that would be that would be a couple. 2, two to 3.
0: Yeah. Um. So yeah, so they cards are no longer in production as of 2014, I guess, which seems really really current because I remember when they went under here and the, the starter decks were for sale at Dollarama for, like, a buck. I wish I had like, picked some of those and up. And, like, the Tims would go and just, like, load up on starter decks just for the, the one ultra-rare that was in every starter deck. Mm-hmm. Because uh, you were, like, guaranteed an ultra-rare. One ultra super-rare, rare,
1: not an ultra-rare.
0: Really? Yeah. yeah. Wow, that's um, kind of cheap. Because the ultra-rares were actually really hard to get. They are incredibly hard to get, and I think... Do you have any... No,
1: I gave the only one I have to you and because I, it was a it was a location card that only you could use.
0: I have an ultra rare of it. Well, a lot of super rares and uh, I mean, I guess I have two ultra rares, but one so, of them one of them was from a later series when ultra rares got mm, not very.
1: Rare it was like power anymore. creep with rarity, basically. Yeah. So, just to, to explain the game at the top level, yeah, how the game played. So, imagine if you will, and we'll have a picture of the battle map, a um, kind of a diamond shape. So two triangles butted together to form a diamond shape. At the,
0: yeah, at the wide end.
1: Each triangle would be um, a player. so or, uh, Each, player would be, or each, f- each triangle fight, would be a team. Let, let's, right?
0: just, let's just say reverse wedge shape. is your. So you've okay. got the wide end at the front and then one creature on, on their own at the back. So you got, like, for for the largest, is it? Ten on ten, ten is, is the largest. Ten on ten is on the target. largest. You can so do you can as big as you want. Yeah, but, I mean, you know, that's dumb. So let's for what we always did which was a 6 on 6. You'd have three creatures at the front, two in the middle and then one at the back. Yeah. And so you had your front line there which was normally your heavy hitting guys like guys who might not have had the best abilities or whatever but they had a lot of a lot of health and they they might have had like a an ability where certain elemental attacks dealt more damage. So what you're really trying to do there is just punch through the first Layer of of your opponent's offense and get to the characters in behind who are guarded by those tough guys and the characters in behind were the tacticians the like mage that. type uh, characters who who could cast different spells that could heal or cause damage or have other kind of effects. This game's epic, by the way. It's like it's not as deep as we thought it was at yeah, the it's time. Not, it's not a very deep game,
1: but it's so so cool. Each creature would be equipped with something called a battle gear, which was just a piece of equipment oh, that would have a status effect yeah. that would just aid them somehow. Yeah. And then uh, you would get a total of one mugic card per character. So if it was a six on six, you'd get six cards.
0: <laughs> and let's just say the, the spell cards were called MUGIC. Because? because it was musical magic and so Mm. you have like song of you know despair or whatever i have
1: uh so they started out a little bit more clever we have fanfare of vanishing melody of mirage um refrain of denial refrain of denial
0: which is me every day but
1: later on they're literally hymn of teleportation um hey
0: hey, this is a this is the third this was just
1: allegro all it is is allegro this is
0: the this is the third series and this is echoes of empty hands which is a that's a nice that's 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 a pretty good title Uh, But, so, you know, certain, you'd be able to heal creatures or give them a boost in attack or any, any number of things deal, just deal damage, really. Uh, uh, And, and, and they had all sorts of very convoluted kind of abilities. And you could, you could only use them a limited amount of times because, you know, like your, your uh, magician or whatever might have three counters so he could Mm -hmm. cast. You could cast three that were of the one value or one that was of the three. Right. Value. Yeah. And so,
1: it should be noted also that uh, that these cards had really fantastic flavor texts. Which some of them flavor did. Flavor text, if you don't know, is. So let me see. There would be a poem or a quote from one of the characters at the bottom of each of these cards. And. Uh, some of them. Yeah. And we would just get. Or I would at least always read them. I'd be like, "Oh, that's really sick," you know, because this is a, yeah. this is a quote from a character I like or a character who's in my deck. So I feel like I should include this in my deck because it goes with the character. Yeah. And then finally, you had the location cards. Um, oh, so, were... so
0: hold on, hold on. So go ahead. So you had the characters which you fought with, the battle gear which the characters are equipped with. Mm-hmm. You had attack cards, which there were four elements: earth, wind, fire, water. And so the, the attack cards would deal different damages based on your elemental disciplines. Or they'd have certain abilities to go with them as well. And you could build a deck of them. Yeah, I think your deck had to be 20, 20, 20 points.
1: points. 20 points and 20 cards. And
0: so for a really wimpy, crappy attack, it's 0 points. And like this one here, you literally have the chance to... If you have over 50 courage points, your your creature does 5 damage. And that's zero points to, to to go towards the value of building your deck. But for this one called Ice Discs, you have the the ability to deal 30 damage rather than five. So this one is three uh, three value points kind of thing. So you had you had a deck of twenty attack cards, and you wanted to custom tailor it to the elemental kind of like leaning of your characters. So mine were all earth-based. Um Characters. I think yours are more like fire and wind.
1: Mine are all fire and wind because the Mepetians air towards wind and a little bit of fire. And the Underworlders Mepetians?
0: What? What the Mependians? Oh, they what? aired towards wind. Hey. Oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> so the Mepetians
1: who are the lizard people who I mostly played were primarily air creatures. And then Underworlders, which is what I got that starter deck, they were actually close second for me in terms of decks I played. I That's was almost fifty fifty. That's true. Um and they were more like fire. And so I would use definitely a lot of those as well.
0: Um. So so anyway, we had the the you have the characters, the gear, the attacks, and then you have locations. You had a deck of ten locations, and they have different uh, different things. They would have an initiative system. So initiate This one says initiative, courage. So whoever who whoever's creature. So you you choose a creature to attack somebody else's deals.
1: And for anyone who's still listening to this.
0: Which I'd be amazed if there's anybody. I
1: bet you there's five people. Um,
0: We're 48 minutes in, by the way.
1: Okay, <laughs> okay. But I'm gonna I'm gonna post a picture with one of each of the types of cards. By the way, this picture with Bareth Beyond and stuff. This is OG. These are all first edition cards. I have this. Two super this rares. The the is the Vile Driver. Driver's man. Iconic. That's, that's in iconic... my starter
0: deck. That was in my starter. That's deck. That's a very iconic card. Yeah. But so anyway, let me just continue with the locations. Please. So you'd have the initiative, so who gets to attack first? I, so let's say I go, you know, Tartarek attacks your Bareth Beyond there. And then we'd flip over the card and go, okay, the initiative's Courage. So Tartarak is 85 Courage, which is ridiculous, and Bareth Beyond is 45. So clearly I get to attack first. And then it's got a little uh, effect here on the location card. Further, Earth attacks deal an additional 5 damage. Damage dealt by fire attacks is reduced by 5. So I'd be happy about that because I have a lot of Earth, Earth cards in my deck, and you'd be sad because, you know, Bareth beyond your your creature there deals—he's he's deals, really good at fire attacks. Deals fire damage. So that was kind of another another facet of the game, and another way that you could kind of get an edge would be to if you knew your opponent was strong in one particular mm-hmm. element, you'd kind of gather attacks and locations and battle gears that. That were strong in different elements and would maybe have a detrimental effect on people who, who had those elements. So we we really enjoyed that. And the but you know I re- like I truly can't overstate how big the trading was yes. and like how obsessed we were over trading. And then furthermore, how protective I was of the my physical cards and like getting any wear on them whatsoever.
1: And like, I'm if glad. you get like
0: any checking on the edges of the cards, like some of my cards, this, in this Beyond's a little bit beat up. Some of my cards in this binder are in the binder page and in sleeves. Mm-hmm. One, two of them, I think three or four, four of them. Yeah, uh, four of them are in sleeves in the binder. I was paranoid about using the cards, but. Then I remember when you and I would play, I would have to take my precious cards out of the sleeve, otherwise you know because who's who. otherwise you know exactly. I'd what be like, oh, he's gonna brought fight. up Nadarin, obviously. Yeah, because, because you know, yeah. oh, he's back there and he's in the sleeve. Right. I think at a certain point I stopped caring, but so w- we really just had like this micro economy going on, and like there were haggling and bartering and threatening and blackmailing, and like you'd you'd offer somebody so many valuable cards, so many super rares. For one ultra rare that you just were dying to have, uh, and I I gathered I gathered a pretty respectable binder. We both have but, sweet decks. But the thing with us was that we didn't buy as many cards as, like, say, the Bowman's did. That's the problem. Is they they you get po they get clout when they buy a ton of stuff. Because you then buy they have... loads of cards, and then suddenly you've got all the super mm. rares and ultra rares, and then you you know you just yeah you're kind of loaded. And the Bowman's to this day have uh binders they and binders full of the
1: gabbers decks. full of
0: super and ultra rare cards that like i
1: kind of want to buy some of them i'm gonna see if they want to sell you i don't sh- think you should text, i don't think
0: they will you but... should text Derek and just be like yo can i buy like five of them off you for like 20 bucks yeah basically <laughs> and see what he'd um, say i doubt they'd do it too. another facet um but i think they got like two maxors i'd buy one of them for five bucks yeah i'd, 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 pay I'd do 10 it bucks. i'd do it for sure
1: um and another element too, while all this is going on, is the TV show. Oh, right. So this is a whole other thing because this is right around the same time. This is when we still had cable. We haven't had cable since we moved out here in like two thousand eight. But we had cable, and there was like this syndicated TV show on uh, 4 kids, where the characters would be able to—they'd be able to go to this other kind of they, this they, other they, dimension, they
0: almost. Access, yeah, they access this kind of like this parallel dimension with these like scanner device they're called scanners mm-hmm. which is like free smartphone it was days. like it was like a like a portable electronic device that held all your cards right. like like digital versions of them and so they would go to this kind of like hub world which is this big like clean white airport looking place and that's where they would duel each other they go into these big like like uh limitless or what what's the word boundaryless black rooms yeah just extending out into black and they'd Stand in front of these holographic screens and assemble, all their, very cool. assemble their decks and stuff and then they'd, then they'd scan in and they'd become the actual creatures. And then they'd fight each other. And yeah. then they, they'd fight each other, which is so was super dope. cool. It was dope. And we were so into that. Like I remember just like being on the edge of your seat kind of thing. And they, of course, had all the like super and ultra rare cards that they were using and stuff, which makes you want to go out and buy more of them. And then at a certain point, um, they discovered that the creatures who they're becoming, like Max or K, or all these, they actually exist in a different world. So they would travel to so pair they, them. They yeah. travel to this world, which is actually populated by all these creatures for real. And they would, you know, go and... Uh, and try and you, they'd run around this world filled with all these incredibly dangerous <laughs> mythical beasts, and they try and scan them with their scanner. And when you scan them, you get like a reading of their energy levels at the time, and that's what would make the cards. And that was the excuse for. And this is unlike a lot of other card mm. games, collectible card games. You can get three of the same card, and all of the stats will be different. And at the bottom of every card, there was a uh, twelve-digit well, and numbers, but. 12, 12 character code and you could enter it in the online in the on the chaotic website and you could duel people online, which is probably one of the first instances of being able to do that.
1: With a pro- card, pro- with like with a physical with card, card games, game, yeah.
0: yeah. Which I mean, it was also probably one of the last, but <laughs> that's besides the point. So you go and you and I remember I did it like once or twice, but I just it wasn't the same. As you never like.
1: finished the match because mom would always be like, "You gotta come off now."
0: Yeah, that's probably true. I actually. remember that. That's probably true. I probably got really mad about that. But uh, stats, man. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, but yeah. So that that was that was really part of it too. Because sure, you have this ultra rare creature, but is he a strong ultra rare or is he one of the weak ones? Is does he have fifty? Does he have fifty energy points or does he have thirty five? That's a big difference in, in terms of like gameplay. Yeah. So you you have three of the same. Of yeah. Of the same there, and one has fifty energy, one has forty five, and one has. Fifty-five, which is a ten-point spread, which, and all their other stats are different too. Which is yeah, but f- like a ten-point spread is pretty significant. A good, a decent attack does ten. Points.
1: Now, do you remember? I
0: think whoa, uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. the Burgess kids
1: had. You remember them?
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. Had a manual with all the creatures, at least from the first edition. Yeah, and had, had all, had, all like, the upper different... and lower limit ranges of what of they could all be. Their stats? So you could see how strong your creature was. Yeah, you
0: could see where it fell. -hmm. Yeah, I remember that was super cool. That was like some big like compendium or whatever. It was like a big hardcover book, I think. Yeah. So yeah, chaotic was really like it. It was the all -all. informative game out of everything we had. It was the yeah, it really was. And I I made like our own kind of like facsimile of chaotic as well for fun. But we really just kind of stuck to playing, I think, with the with the actual cards and collecting them. And like I said, truly collecting them was like most of it. Uh-huh. and like trying to trying to assemble you, it. you should do take them for Christmas ta- and take, stuff. A, take a picture of the first page of my binder yeah. with all my ultra rares and part of it too that I really liked as a kid was like some of the illustrations are awesome
1: they're really beautiful like they're yeah.
0: really they're really beautiful and they're beautifully colored and like so imaginative and uh and it just brought us a lot of joy and we had so much fun playing with them
1: now as more uh as more additions came out over time, they would release an expansion every few months kind of thing. Um, they kind of started to go downhill. The fourth expansion, I remember, was when they introduced the Marillions, which was an additional tribe of, like, aliens, yeah, basically. Yeah, we were like, what is this? And, no, that was a little bit of a renaissance, because that was cool. Was it? And I remember that a lot of good stuff is fourth I, edition I was not stuff. A fan. But then, after the fourth edition, it really started to go downhill. Mm-hmm. Um, and there were things... I remember we were furious, so... We were furious because the initial, the rare cards, which are not hard to get, but they're still cool. Yeah. They're not all glossy, but their symbol and the name is glossy. Yeah. It's
0: like a, like a kind of like bronze. I'll have some of that. Please. Check
1: Starting in the fourth edition, the rare ones were just colored yellow and there was no gloss. We got mad about that. And we were super mad about that because then now you need a super rare to get any gloss. And the super rares, by the way, the whole like the illustrations glossy as well. Thank you. Yeah, really nice. Not and, just
0: and in the first um in the first series, I don't know what the process is for doing that, but the gloss had like a different pattern.
1: It's much more refined in the first series, yeah.
0: But well, it's not more refined. It's just interesting because the gloss had had a different. The holographic cards had a different kind of like way that they caught the light. Every single one of them had a yeah. different kind of way that it uh, would reflect the light and like the holographic texture would show up i don't really know why or how that's possible but it kind of made them feel more unique and more special too and like you you truly had a -a one-of-a-kind card so yeah that that was chaotic that was a huge that's the biggest part of our childhood and i would still uh, we should play this game sometime yeah i think we played it not too long ago just for nostalgia's sake we should play it and i think you beat me maybe so we we were really into that. We were we were into a couple different things. We'll kind of, I think we'll breeze past yeah. a lot of this stuff because we're almost at an hour, and people are probably like, either uh, this is on in the background, in which case, thanks, but thanks but no thanks, or or else yeah. thanks for nothing. <laughs> yeah, thanks for your fake appreciation. Um. So let's let's get um let's get the beat'em on up here, please. Oh my gosh. Okay.
1: So, so this was. I feel like this was. We had, there were games after this we were into, and. And there are some games that we we're into really f- quite recently, but this was the last hurrah in
0: terms of. Do you have yours or yours? In Dude, the I game said beat 'em on. That's not beat 'em on. We guys, we have so many oh. games that Jason just confused one Oh, the other.
1: <laughs> Well, that's back. So, okay. Be- so beat 'em on is okay. So beat 'em on. Do you want to tell the story about how we got these? Or yeah,
0: still... I, I'll tell. it. So okay. beat 'em on is. I th- I think we saw it based on the the uh, anime cartoon. Yes. Um, where uh, it's kind of this. This it's kind of like a western, I guess. Yeah. In in a sense where these characters have these oh, little these little metal figurines that launch these these balls these orbs at an incredible high speed. They're little like humanoid looking things, and Jason will post some pictures of these because these are this, sick. This is definitely I think that is online too, isn't it? Like Caleb, if you're no, this is mine for sure. I I know beyond a shadow of a doubt. Okay. This these guys are mine. These guys are definitely mine. My my dude up there. I can't, we, I that guy down so we can take the, the these, two OGs. these were such a uh, such a part of our childhood that I actually have my first one that I ever had displayed on my shelf in here. This is certainly the second
1: biggest thing next to chaotic. Yeah, and this was with Ryan Bean. Ryan Bean didn't get into chaotic. Yeah, um, he did
0: not. That. that was that was th- this, these actually came along before chaotic. Yeah, so but they just weren't as big of a deal to us. But they were I'm a pretty big about. deal. But um so the the idea the idea was that they would these little. Um, Kind of mechanized gun, gun-like creatures uh, figurines. You do di- do battle on the, these big flat-top tables, and they launch these balls at each other. And uh, and for like tournament play, they have these these barrels, these big plastic barrels that strap over. The, so the marble kind of fires out the belly of the out of all the little figurines. You put them in at the back of the head. The... the Jason Edward,
1: I just spilled a few of the marbles. We were so, talking
0: so so you you put these marbles in at the back of the head and they drop down into the stomach area and you can fit two in an unmodified beat-em-on. on. And Three so if you hold it. Oh yeah, but that's controversial. And uh, and so then you press on this spring-loaded trigger at the back of it and then it, when you put enough pressure on it, it launches the marble out of the out of the stomach with. Uh, with I confess, force. kind of surprising force actually, but so you do that, and then for tournament play or whatever, you'd uh, put this put this big barrel on the belly that was supposed to launch the balls faster, but it did not. And uh, but the cool thing, and this is actually clever, is that there's a a trigger at the front of it. I don't know if you can kind of hear that, but there's a trigger at the front of it that rested kind of on the bot on the on the uh, playing surface, whatever you're using. We had, like, an actual arena. Because we're and, legit. Like and if you hit it with one of the balls, it would trigger trigger the barrel to of the barrel that's attached to the character's belly to break open, and it would flip down so you could not fire. And you that's how you knew that you scored a point. Or whatever. So that was really fun, and we had, like, a great time playing with these. And then they have kind of, like, these bowling pin-type things. And I think we would play a game where... You'd have a bowling pin behind your character, one of these pins, and you'd be trying to trying to knock over the the uh, the other guy's pin kind of thing. And uh, these are sweet because they're like fully customizable, basically. And yeah, you can snap off different barrels and whatnot, and different different uh, types of the em on. We're supposed to supposed to specialize in different abilities, like like your one of your main guys had had a huge shoot on his back and he could hold like mm-hmm. four this thing here four beat balls instead of just uh, two so he would have the advantage that's that a you significant to, boot in combat that's a yeah you wouldn't have to reload as often and uh, one of my main guys had a big barrel coming out of his belly even on non tournament play <laughs> and so he could he was supposed to be able to fire them with greater accuracy which is complete garbage but uh, and then some of them have uh, have uh, like this guy's got big wings that attach to the two kind of tension. I think it had more than this. No, I don't think so. They, these big wings attach attach to like the two tension points that that the ball puts pressure on before it fires, kind of thing. And so I guess that's supposed to to fire the balls out with greater um, velocity. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if that was oh, actually the case. we are the he's got like a little headdress somewhere in here this is probably this right here loud yes thank you and so he kind of looks like a little samurai or something like that they look really cool and we didn't buy like loads of them uh it looks like we have about three each i wonder how long we were into this for i really can't remember yeah quite a while. uh... and these are dope too are they really are yeah they like it's a super cool toy it's a great idea for for toys for kids. I know I had another guy because this shoot went on an orange guy. Here, take take a picture of my three guys. i will put that on the on the album. And again, if you if you have not just like at least grazed through the um, the album on Facebook, like you really because these are and like you're gonna have no idea what we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, and my my first guy here, like he's That's so well loved. One of the one of the little plastic posts snapped off, and of my dad. Dad was so, like, he was, like, looking back, it's so funny, the stuff that he did. Like, check this out. He put a little tiny nut and bolt yeah. through through my beat on to hold it together. And I'm sure they're, I think they were, like, ten bucks a piece or something like that for these little plastic figurines. And, uh... You can discuss he, how we got them. He went through all that. Oh, right! So... We didn't even go so, on that. Sorry. So, you and I both had, um... We really had, wanted to get Had... Them colluded that we were going to buy each other Bakugan for Christmas since our parents were not, you know, just going out and spending their money on us in that fashion just for no reason. So we decided to buy each other Bakugan for Christmas. Bakugan, jeez. Beat him on for Christmas. And uh, here, t- did you get a picture of like... Oh, wow, cool. I got a picture of the three them. <laughs> you forgot you about eh? Get- right? <laughs> no, it looks dank. The- the- they come with like this huge stupid shield kind of shield things to aim with yeah but yeah you're supposed to look through these crosshairs at the top of it to aim uh i, I like these are going to be so cool dude when we have kids yeah and you pull out like the old toys or whatever i want you to get a picture of the back of one of them too so you can kind of see like how they organize these more now how they load or i already whatever. did um did you yeah uh but anyway so we had certain certain uh, beat him on that we re- we each really wanted. And then we kind of like arranged it in a hierarchy really? of three, I think. And I really wanted this guy. His name's Chrome Zephyr. And you really wanted this dude. Let's see yeah. his name's printed on. i right. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Jason really wanted this guy. He's kind of gray. He looks cool, actually. And he's got big wings on him for, I think that was for stability, they said, <laughs> for stability, which is a tiny plastic toy. How can it not have stability in your hand? But my guy, Chrome Zephyr, I was dying to get him. He's super cool. The guy who, who had Chrome Zephyr on the show was like this mysterious kind of like uh, you weren't quite sure if he was good or bad. He's kind of neutral and he's the broody, moody type. And uh, so that I really wanted Chrome Zephyr, of course, because that's kind of how I fancied myself. And uh, so mom took us to our grandparents and then she took us out one at a time to go Christmas shopping for each other. And
1: Such a uh, stupid idea when you anything about it. Like what was like our system?
0: Oh yeah. Well, so we, we determined that if Jason got me like Chrome Zephyr, the one that I really wanted, if it was available, if it was there at the store and if he could pick it up, then on his way back into grandma grandpa's house, he would flash me a number one for like, (laughs) I got you the number one. And uh, if he got me, you know, whatever he flashed me number, the number two and number three, obviously they're well stocked. It was right before Christmas. And, uh, I think these are probably popular, but I don't think they were flying off the shelves by any stretch. And we each ended up getting, <coughs> I can't remember what your guys' name's name is. <coughs> Excuse me. But, um, obviously we ended up just getting, uh, actually you Google it. I don't, yeah, I don't even know how to spell beat on. But, uh, we ended up getting the ones that we each really wanted and, and so we walked back in, huge smiles on our faces and flashed each other the number one. And we were both just grinning like idiots. And mom knew what was up, of course. She probably thought it was hilarious. Mm-hmm. But uh, I just remember, like, I could barely wait till Christmas. Oh, totally. To, I to like, I know they there. Yeah, I, you know what you're getting. And somehow that almost made it even better oh, to know that, totally. like, I was going to get this. And I was like, you know, it was exactly, it was all I wanted. <laughs> yeah. Really. Which is funny when you think about Going it. Going on the
1: uh, fandom wiki, wiki- uh, for uh, beat 'em up.
0: But they're they're really cool toys, and it's it's a cool idea. You got the little, uh, and they're fun to assemble. You assemble them and put all the stickers on them, and and you could kind of modify them and swap out parts. But I never did. I kept Holy mine.
1: Moses, there was like over a hundred of them.
0: Oh yeah, that's crazy.
1: Maybe they still make them. I don't know.
0: And I kept mine. So like again, I would I would try very hard to avoid scratching them or. Damaging these got the, pretty uh, worn, though. Well, the originals did. Uh-huh. But uh, these, these two guys here, I think I got them later on, and I treated them with utmost care because I was really, you know. We were just really into this stuff, and, and we thought it was so cool, and it was so imaginative, and yeah, I, I don't know. It's hard to explain because kids now, <clears throat> like, they don't have stuff like this. this it doesn't seem like 2005, by the way. Really? The, earlier than Chaotic. The
1: original run was 0-2 to 5 wow. And I think it came in
0: North America in 0-5. Yeah. But but I feel like kids these days don't have toys like this. Like Stuff that it's like I'm into for
1: years. Maybe like a
0: No but... no like I mean like physical, like plastic toys that like are collectible and they mm-hmm. absolutely love them and they obsess over them and they want them so badly. So like so much of what it is now is like the only thing kids collect is, like, skins for video games and that sort mm-hmm. of thing, which is just the way the world's going, and we can't be too too angry or too bitter or too, you know, uh, negative about that, but there is something really amazing about, like, looking down and holding this in my hand and remembering when I was, you know, how old, and I'm, you know, 23 now, like and nine, just, eight, and just remembering when I was just a little kid and how... Incredibly excited this thing made me, and how awesome it looked, and and it, it was all I thought about. It, it was my most prized possession, <laughs> like literally, it was yeah. my most prized possession at one point in time. And just all the fun we had with them, and imagining that we were on the show, and and getting into these epic duels with each other, and yeah. So it's and they're just they're they are very cool toys. It's a it's a cool idea, but yeah. I so just that, I like was, these, I'm like dying. Beat-em-on. These are sweet. Yeah, they're they're very cool. I wish that stuff like this was still popular. Okay, is it beat-em-on time? Uh, yeah, or I think we'll do beat-em-on. Bakugan. Bakugan. Jeez. We just did beat-em-on. <laughs> so Bakugan was, kind of, I think... A little maybe, later. Maybe one of the later ones. I need one of those cards. And these are really cool. I, I think that Bakugan... This is the most popular, probably. Yeah, probably and or just the most current. So Bakugan uh were these little little orbs uh which you'd roll you'd have kind of a uh a uh playing field of these big thick magnetic cards. Which confusingly enough were also characters. Character cards. They weren't like mm-hmm. locations or anything like that, but they were character cards and you'd roll your little orbs onto them. And the orbs each have a magnetic point on the bottom. And when that magnetic point would catch on the magnetic card... Wait, let me let me put it in the mic. You would hear this. And, and your little orb springs up into a, a creature of some sort. This one here is kind of like a bird or a, a phoenix of some sort. And this one looks like a big venomous kind of insect. And where's my favorite one? This one's kind of a, a kind of a, a guy with big claws. The or the orb opens up into these big interlocking claw hands that he holds up above his head. Very very cool. This is one of the coolest ideas. If like not the... very cool. So it's like a game of marbles mixed with the game of Pokemon kind of thing. And so I can't exactly remember how you play the game, but you you have um, you have these. Uh, you have other cards as well that you have different, um, abilities and stuff that you play and uh, along with the, along with the, uh, just the orbs themselves, which have attack values printed on them. But I, I remember having quite a bit of fun with this game and we, actually we didn't
1: play this game.
0: Yeah. We didn't get super into it, like, like, uh, chaotic or whatever, but we did get into we it. Watched we did the it. TV show for we this too. We watched the TV show for a bit and. And we did get into it, and we traded, and that sort of thing. And A power creep was a major issue for this game. Yeah, they, Almost yeah, they got set. incredibly powerful incredibly so quickly.
1: I have one of the OG guys here, this guy here. And he is rare. That's why he's translucent. And he was oh, extremely right. powerful at the time. He has 450 Gs. Just the more Gs, the better. I don't <laughs> think that's a monetary thing. Then later, I have this guy who's not that exceptional. This guy has 500 Gs. Um, this guy who is also not, like, he's just a, a common guy... 480, uh, this random water guy has 530, so they really just... You know, Let's see,
0: what's my most... Oh, this one's got 640, holy Yeah, dollars. so they really just... So they, they, they really got a little out of hand. I think they And, and as they went on too, they got more and more elaborate. Yeah, that's 650 here. And, and in a way too, that, that's kind of oh, let, awesome, oh, like they, the, oh, they're, they're, they're kind some of... sweet ones. They're kind of beautifully like engineered, just some these, sweet ones. these things, as they, as they went further along, they... They would. They got more and more elaborate, and there's a lot of really cool just design that went into these, uh, that that I still appreciate even now. And we just had so much fun playing with these. Yeah,
1: these were really cool just because of the figurines. Like the, and yeah. I still like I can sit here and open these for a long time. I have about twenty of them because I got a bunch cheap at a garage sale towards the end. No regrets.
0: I th- I think I, I think with these games you were much less selective than I was. I was always looking to gather, like, just just the characters that I really wanted. Yeah. Like, I was really after a select few characters or, you know, whatever. And and you were just more like, you know, hey, all these are kind of yeah. cool. I just, like... Kinda... Chaotic, we were more selective. Everyone was selective. Yeah, Gosh. I mean, you had to be because we had... The, this was not even, like, tr- the trading for, for these guys wasn't even on the map compared to... How voracious we were about chaotic. Right. There, you can take a picture of my guys here. I want,
1: like, a, like an evolution. Get a simple earth guy. These are some... Of, earth
0: well, the, these guys are the simpler ones. Yeah. The This little white phoenix bird. And uh, my... This, this guy was my favorite. I forget what he was called, but... Uh, I'll leave my hand in there just for scale. But you can really see how complex they got. Uh, apart from, like, two things hinging um, to... Uh, to like a whole spider opening up, really, really cool. Very Japanese, yeah. very, very Japanese. And we had no idea at the time. Like, we I mean, we, like, we knew anime is kind of like Japanese, there was or whatever, Japanese but, but we were like, you know, whatever. But you know, we it wasn't the thing where we were like, wow, this is kind of weird. Like, this is you know, not Western. <laughs> An, yeah, Western toys like GI Joe or whatever. Uh, and these are so like just just in their weirdness. These are dope. They're they're super cool and. And, like, we just had so many good memories with them, and we just had so much fun playing with them. Uh, I have no idea what kind of, like... uh... I'm getting a call from Joseph. Oh, interesting. Are you going to take it or no? No, my phone's at 6%. I'm going to decline it and then text him and tell him why. Uh, But, Abigail, if you're listening, your dad just called Jason while we were doing a podcast. We are not going to answer it and put him on the podcast because he would not like that at all. Uh yeah I don't I don't know and again there's just something about collecting these and and I think it was better than video games for us <laughs> you know because we didn't just sit in front of a TV and kind of Katrina and the boys our are on way. their way here so oh are they oh up. cool yeah but we're coming to our conclusion yeah, so, anyways uh, I guess like a lot of these and there there are games like I'm looking at like, we, we got kind of into dual Masters Dual Duel Masters, for dual a Masters bit. I just wanted to touch on it because it was a funny one because I got pretty good at it because we had a Game
1: Boy Advance game, Kaijudo Showdown. I don't know why we have it, um, but it was just a Game Boy Advance game where you just basically played the card game, like the rules were the same, and I got yeah. pretty good at it from that. Yeah, you did. Um, and we we do have valid decks and we would play that sometimes too, and that's a, that's a really cool game that I only years later learned was actually based off a lot of the same tenets as Magic the Gathering.
0: Oh, really? Yeah, it's, it's no the same idea. people who made it. Um, <laughs> I had absolutely like, no idea. It's like
1: a, a ch- child's, a more child's version of Magic the Gathering. Like, simpler, really? m- more cheerful, I guess. Really? Wow, more oh,
0: yeah. cheerful. Well. More cheerful. There's one pl- one guy called, like, Marrow Ooze the Twister or something. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I remember mad or uh, not Magic the Gathering. Um, Dual Masters was kind of different because it was kind of, like, more dark and warped. Yeah. Like, the creatures looked, like, actually creepy and weird and and uh and maybe for that reason i wasn't as into it is it kind of just like it feels like like, joyful right they kind of yeah i mean like or just colorful and like wild and that's the cool thing about the the
1: uh, bakugan i'm looking at is like what a cool color palette just like the and i can i
0: cannot figure out how to close this one Uh, (laughs) like at all i have no idea how to uh, i don't want to break it i can close it it, they're very, some of them, like, they got, like, seven things that pop out, and you kind of have to close them in a specific way, yeah, which specific really slowed the game down. <laughs> Hang on, let yeah. me close up my back.
1: <clears throat> but, yeah, I mean, I, I think that's pretty much all I wanted to say. Um, Pokemon, I feel I, Like, I like up... kids
0: kids just don't play with stuff like this anymore. Like, Maybe Pokemon cards. I no, like, kids don't even play with Pokemon cards anymore. Like, it's Pokemon Go. The, yeah, app, that's on, true. the app on the phone, like. Like, there's really physical, physical toys, like, like, any kind of physical toys, really... For people older than, like, three or four. Yeah. It's really... They just don't exist. It's really a shame, because, so I'm looking around
1: here while we're talking, I'm kind of sad, as it is like, I know that I have at least one more beat-em-on somewhere, and I don't know where it is, and stuff like that, and even that, I'm like, oh, man, even though I can probably find it. But could you imagine, like, not having any of this stuff? Like, we have, we have... Like here There's just There's we like something special we There's kids.
0: something special about Oh wow That guy really Explodes over Yeah he does Um There's just something special about The Tangibility of Of physical toys And these like and,
1: Crazy worlds Especially like with chaotic And like
0: And uh Uh And ju- just like how the Oh I forgot Like this guy's got A metal belt around him Or yeah. something that That one's one of the original ones Isn't it Yes Yeah that was the um, best
1: one that I had orig- originally, I think. Um, and this cool. guy and
0: this guy originally. Anyway, there's like with cards or the little figurines or whatever. There is something really special, I think, about having and being able to collect things that are real. And I think that we really came in on the tail end of like the analog age. Like we grew yeah. up on the tail end of it, and we we have both seen like uh, social media. I remember getting a Facebook account. Like when Facebook was, well, it wasn't new, but like when, when it was like, oh, you got a Facebook, like mm-hmm. now it's, it's, everybody has one, like even, yeah. you know, little kids kind of thing. And little kids don't have Facebook. And I, rem- I remember, I, what, I remember Facebook. watching YouTube for the first time in Monday Club where we would trade our chaotic cards. I absolutely remember it. And I remember the lady who showed us, Linda Patton, Jonathan's mom, shout out to Linda, shout out to Johnny. She's great. If, if you're listening, <laughs> Linda's sweet. Sorry about that. But, Can't uh. But I remember her, like, playing some video. I don't exactly remember what it was off of YouTube for the first time. And I remember her going, like, I'm not sure if this is legal. <laughs> like, like yeah. that. that's... I, and I'm only 23, dude. Like, I'm not old at all. Like, like I and I, I remember dial-up internet. I remember having, like... Dial-up internet...
1: internet is a product of where we live, too, out in the country, though. Yeah, but
0: I, I rem- I'm old enough to remember having dial-up internet at the first house yeah. that we lived in. And, uh... And having to play it like I played video games on the computer that came adventure. On, quest. Okay, that's on, a topic. in Oh, of itself. Sh- sh- I remember playing video games that came for free on CDs mm-hmm. in cereal boxes. <laughs> the
1: Stuart Little skateboarding
0: game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like I remember playing. You get a CD for free in a box of cereal yeah. that had some terrible video game. A oh, licensed video game. But growing up at the tail end of this analog age with like actual physical toys that kids would play with and obviously they merchandised these heavily and like made a pretty buck off kids like wanting to collect and get the rare ones but we didn't even pick up on that we didn't pick up on it was so joyful and it was all about the thrill of the hunt and for me that's kind of reflected now with like collecting typewriters or like earlier collecting or well still kind of ongoing but really tapered off collecting guitars guitar pedals that sort of thing and you collecting vintage cameras, cameras that these sort are of things.
1: things that are a lot of them were before our
0: time but it's a similar tangible like and it's not I, li- I like yeah it's not about finding it's not about placing value or like finding worth in physical objects but there's something joyful and something something special about physical objects and you have them and you use them and you love them and they they soak up a bit of you they soak up memories and they soak up something special and you love them. The more time goes on, and absolutely, there's like a dark side to collecting things, where you oh, yeah. become a hoarder, or you know, you spend way too much money. Too. We really could do an episode about hoarding, but uh, th- and there's a dark side to it. But it's the research, the search, the trading and bartering, mm-hmm. searching for bargains. That's a huge thing. Like for me now, with like typewriter collecting, is looking for good bar- bargains that I'd like to buy another, uh, typewriter, like my, the main one that I use, this little cheap brother. And so I'm, you know, trying to barter with this, with this lady in London to see if I can get one for like 20 or 30 bucks just to have as a backup. Cause I really like it. It's not about it's the like,
1: 20 or 30 bucks. It's about the, the, it,
0: the it, thrill of the hunt. Exactly. It's about like, Oh my word, I got this for 30 bucks yeah. and it's beautiful. It's mint condition. And, and you know, it's, yeah, it, it's just, and I'm sad in a lot of ways that kids now don't get to experience that. It's not I'm sure the same. Some of them do, but trade, a lot of them don't. But like trading skins for Fortnite, if you can even do that, you can't. But like whatever, CS:GO, Rocket League, you people yeah. trade stuff. But it's, the... it but is, is, yeah. I, I guarantee you, it is not the same. And and it's not. The, years, it is so not the same. It is not the same as when we were. Yeah, no kidding. In twenty or thirty years, you're gonna pull the and rifle through them and show you, show them to your kids. No, you're not. You know, you're not going to. And even like it was such a like it just felt like such a grown up thing when we were trading chaotic cards at Monday Club, and you'd be waving that card in front of the person's face. It's right there. Like it's right there. It's not yeah. this intangible thing. It is right there. You can touch it. You feel can like, feel it. All I want is that it, max. Or have
1: you have two Max Or I know yeah, I can get dude, it,
0: dude. You don't need both of those. And yeah. I know that you only really, you really I can, won't want one. And it. I can make it worth your while. Yeah. And, <laughs> but, and you, but it's right there. You yeah. can see it. Yeah. And there's something about that that's missing. So, anyway, that was this episode. We, let if, us know what if you think. anybody's still listening to this. We really do hope that Are you. Are we gonna do a secret code? That you? Yeah. Let's say. Um, uh, uh... Make it something related to the topic. Really? I was gonna do, like, sponge seed. <laughs> okay. Let's do... Let's do... Let's do, uh, let's do, um... The code word, uh... No, let's just do sponge seed. Okay, so... So, message us sponge seed on, like, Instagram, or email it to thegoodshipbrothership at gmail.com. You can find us on Instagram at brothership.pod. Um, please
1: remember, if you feel so inclined to leave a review um we're not really trying to grow an empire but it will help us out algorithmically or yeah. so i've been told yeah um although i don't really know that this is kind of a niche episode but yeah if you have any memories of games it started out as card games but it got more into figurines and stuff like that too if you have memories of cool toys you had when you were kids let us know yeah yeah message us on instagram we'll share your thoughts if you so desire post on facebook page on our facebook page
0: and also just let us know what you thought of this episode. These kind of non sequitur episodes where we don't review mm. stuff per se, but we kind of We do a review. We, we'll we'll do more that are kind of reviewy. This one's very nostalgic, but we just we really wanted to do this because we have so <laughs> we many got really great, fired up yesterday. We have so many great memories of these toys and growing up with them and trading. This them is like our them life them. for years. It really was. And and it's and it's interesting. It's just interesting that, that was that occupied us so much. It and just, it occupies like nobody now. Yeah, like, they've completely died out. Like, And, and less, we could yeah. have talked about, like, Beyblades. We never had Beyblades. We but they allowed. They came back recently. Because yes. there's something about a spinning top, I think, that's just, it's a spinning top. Yeah, it's pretty cool. But I, I remember it is so cool, like, being able to customize the Beyblades, and they looked awesome. And, and then you finally, do battle with them in their class. It was very exciting. Finally, if there are anything like this that's
1: still out there, like, if you have little relatives or something who play with a modern equivalent of this tell us because i'd be super interested to yeah. learn about there's i think there are still things like this out there i think, I think it's, Yugi, it's just like, not Yu-Gi-Oh
0: is still in print i think it's just not the cultural thing that it used to be yeah which is super interesting because it was not long ago it's still in the 2000s yeah it was like it wasn't a 90s thing, up until like thing. 2000 and probably 2010, 2010 yeah, yeah. That's, what I, that's what i would say yeah. but it, even then it would taper off significantly yeah. from like the early to- like 05 even And I remember going to school in like J.K. or like grade one or whatever, and like Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh cards were huge. They were like currency, and like everybody had them. Everybody was trading them, and like lots of the guys didn't even know how to play the game. They just wanted to collect the rare cards or whatever. Um, It's super interesting, and it was part of like before we had the internet. This is how we. I mean, the internet existed, but you didn't have it in your pocket. Okay, before the internet was useful at all. Before it was everywhere. Yeah, before before like you had even viable really online games, uh, like this this is these are the kind of things that we did. Like we traded like little scraps of paper with drawings on them because one of them was shiny and one of them like wasn't. Anyway, yeah, thank, thank you for, thank you so much for listening. If you're still listening, if anybody's still sponge listening, seed uh, sponge seed, yeah, te- uh, message it to us. Uh, you know, email it to us. Uh this is the Good Ship Brothership. I'm Grant. I'm Jason. We're signing off. We'll be let's back see if Katrina with, and the kids are here. Yeah, we'll be back with another episode where we review something very shortly. Peace. Out. Bye. Bye.